This is a Baby Brunch podcast. This is a podcast about ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And this is our Baby Brunch parenting series. Uh, as I mentioned, people who do extraordinary things. And I'm, I'm talking specifically about our parents. And the guy in the hot seat, it's not that hot, right? Benito Bugatini, television and radio host. I'm so happy to see you. Thank you, Ilana. Good to be here. The last time we chatted, you were part of our video series leading up to our Baby Brunch event. Yes. And the panel discussion on the day also where we had meaningful conversations was really awesome because, I mean, we, we were just chatting. Parenting or being a dad or a mom or a single dad, in your case, are you still single? Yes, I am. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not always fun. It's not always hard. And we just want to be real and we want to support parents that are listening to our podcast or to our messages or to our conversations as we unpack it. But first things first, how was your morning? Morning was good, bit of an early start. Um, was in Joburg over the weekend, so a little tired, but the morning was oh, good. Oh, wait, you, you are winning awards at the moment, right? Well, we were nominated. What were you nominated for? For the talk show that I'm currently involved in, and then the radio station got an award for uh, innovation for their new take on news. So seeing that you are being nominated for awards, why don't you tell everyone what you, what you really do? Well, I work for a radio station. <laughs> can I name the radio station? You can name anything you want. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm currently involved with Smile um, 90.4 FM based in Cape Town. Um, and I host a nightly talk show Monday to Thursday called uh, The Honest Truth. Um, and the idea behind the talk show is to unpack a lot of what is current and topical. Um, and also to tackle some of the more hard-hitting concerns. I think the idea as well is just to balance things out because the daytime program lends itself to a more positive positive outlook. So they're giving me all the… All the hard stuff. All the hard stuff, yes. You're also a dad. I am. Tell me about your family. Um… Myself, as the dad, um, Sophia and Jessica, my twin daughters. How old are they now? They're going to be nine in less than a month. Oh, wow. On the 6th of May, they'll be turning nine. Who else is in the family? I've got two stepsons, um, Dylan and Daniel. They Do they live with you? Yeah, they still live with me and they um, provide a great, a great amount of support as well. But they, they're young men now, so... I'm not quite sure how long they'll be around for, right. <laughs> um, but at the moment they are. Um, Dylan, the eldest, is um, studying business, admin and IT. And um, Daniel, who's about two years younger than Dylan, not quite two. Um, he's second year engineering at UCT. So, oh, wow. So they're both quite hard. You did well. Well, I don't know if, it's, if I can take all of the credit for it. Um, <laughs> What are you doing for the girls' this birthday? I have no idea. Because you have to organize that, right? Of course I do. And it's, it's always a headache. It's always a headache. Because… A, a challenge. <laughs> because it's, it's the class and then there's what happens either on the day or the weekend. Two cakes. Oh, no, in their case, four because they're twins. Do you, yeah. do you have separate cakes for them? Um, we generally do cupcakes because… It's easier, right? It is easier. It's also cheaper. Well, not if <laughs> your name is Benito because 
talk about doing stupid things. Um, and I don't know why I felt that I wanted to do this, but everyone was just draw dropping when I said I got them cupcakes last year at 25 rand a cupcake. Oh, no. For their class. I they can get like, it you much cheaper. They said, are you mad? No. <laughs> You're buying at the wrong place, man. But anyway, I won't make that mistake again. Benito, I, I'm encouraged and I think that as a dad, you must be really brave because we all expect, I expect so much from my own dad. And eventually, as a parent, you realize that, oh, wow, they're just human. They also make mistakes. Sometimes they work really hard or they're in a job because they need to protect us or take care of us. Your story and how you became a single dad is not just one for me that is unbelievable, but I, I want you to take me there. How many years has it been? How long have you been single? And when did your wife pass on? Um, she passed away almost two years ago. It's not that long. Um, it'll be two years on the 25th of, of May. Sure. Um, and no, it's, it's not long at all. It's, uh, the time actually flies by. Mm. Um, although... In the early stages, it feels like it's dragging, but I think that's also because you, you're dealing with um, all the emotional stuff um, and trying to just get one foot in front of the other um, because that's, I think, is what you're generally faced with just after something like that because um, it's just all sort of shattering. If you say something like that, what happened? Well, uh, my wife died, um, and it's it was unexpected. Although, at the same time, there were warning signs, um, and she was well aware of those those warning signs as well. Um, so it was, and it continues to be quite difficult at times. Mm. What is difficult? Um, forging. A life on your own, I think, um, and trying to find um, a new you, a new space in the world because you almost have to reconstitute yourself. So you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror and you recognize the face, but there's something very different. Um, and I think that's that's the tough bit because often one wants to hang on to the life before. And that's, I think that's just absolutely normal. Um, but the difficulty is in letting go um, and wanting to consider yourself um, going forward. Consider yourself by trying to figure out what your new goals and ambitions are because... One of the things, since the last time we had spoke, one of the things which became clearer um, after we had that conversation the last time was that I actually realized that you have to, you have to set your own new goals and new dreams now because sure. those dr dreams and goals that were before um, included no, someone else. Included someone else. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's actually not relevant. Wow. As hard as that is to admit... Um, because it can't be, because 
there's there's only me now. So I have to almost create um, a new me. Some of those goals and plans remain constant um, where my daughters are concerned. Mm. So it's all about their well-being and their happiness and their schooling and the education, wanting them to be happy and as well-adjusted as, as can be. Um, and as for me, just trying to see where I... I fit in now. Um, and it's an organic process. <laughs> I I know that we have spoken about the impact of losing a partner. And we've spoken a lot about, well, about you. And, and you just mentioned it, how even your goals have to change because now that person isn't there anymore. I'm just thinking if, if someone's listening to this podcast and there's the death of a parent with, with children – I mean, in my own life right now, I'm explaining to a three-year-old who God is and we pray before we eat and there's little things that we do where we establish that you're always safe. How do you explain to two young girls that mommy's not coming home? Sure. Um, I think I was fortunate and I say fortunate in inverted commas because they have had an experience of loss and of death before Charlene had passed away. Okay. Um, so it wasn't something that they were totally unfamiliar with. Um, they, they were fortunate enough to be around with, with their great-grandmother um, who lived on, until she was... About 104? That's maybe? wonderful. Yeah, she was 104. I don't know anyone who's 104. When she passed away. <laughs> um, and I mean, she was in fairly good health. It was mm. just, you know, just time, time and yeah. wear and tear. <laughs> um, and for them, I know it was, it was very difficult, but it mm. also was um, their introduction into to what loss is. But they also had... Charlene speaking to them and me speaking to them beforehand because both Charlene's father and my father are deceased. Mm. Um, so at special birthdays or at special family occasions, um, they would be spoken about fondly. Um, and we would take them to the grave, the respective graves. So there was that association or understanding about... About loss. Yeah, and about, I suppose, our mortality as, as human beings. Of course, it's not easy when it's your own mother. Mm. Um, and they experience the loss um, in different ways. Um, I think the, the shock um, and just the severity of, of that loss is... Wouldn't say worn off, but they've they've accepted it. Um, mommy went to hospital. She went to sleep, and and she never woke up again. Mm. Um, and she's now with Papa Charles and Papa right. William, and she's with them. And, and she's safe. And she's safe. But like last night, um, and this is why also I hate going away. Mm. Um, even if it's just for, for, for one night, because um, the older they are becoming, the more acutely they are aware of 
I suppose, my own mortality. Mm. Um, so when I got home yesterday, um, because they were staying with um, my sister-in-law, mm. and her husband has got to have a triple bypass heart operation oh, on yeah. Thursday. Um, so I got asked the question last night, so what happens to us if you fall ill? Right. Because it's a reality for them yeah. in the family. Yeah. I'm sorry uh, about the operation. He'll be fine. Uh, thanks. Um, and then she also, Sophia, that is, who was speaking to me, um, was just saying that she missed mom and she wanted mom. And um, and at moments like that, you you can't really say anything really that will make it better, if you will. Go away, yeah. Um, you almost have to allow it to experience that. Mm. Um that loss and that grief because in the long run it will be to her benefit because she also has to confront it mm. and not try and bury it or because that will bury itself in, in different ways. I'm, I'm glad you're touching on, 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 on having to, to speak and communicate about it because as, as humans I assume that in most cases – if you don't open up about something right now, it it starts manifesting in other things later in life. When you think of therapy and you know the way the way humans look like in uh, in the movies, um, did you seek a psychologist advice, or have you have you taken the family or the girls or even yourself to? to someone who can give advice um, that can that can lend some form of support? Um, yes. I I subscribe to um, – I wanted to do something a little different for, for myself. Um, and the way I'm at the, at the moment – and I mean I probably may decide to go speak to somebody. I did speak to somebody briefly, but um, – I subscribe to this lady who writes a weekly blog um, called Life Reentry, um, and she herself is 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 a widow, so she has experienced loss, and mm -hmm. and she basically her mission and her purpose is making other people um, adjust to this to their new reality. Um, so for me, that provides a lot of support, um, just in terms of allowing me to. To reflect upon certain things um, and to and to to speak with within myself. Um, for me, at the moment, I'm finding that to be um, helpful. Mm. I did take my daughters. Um, I was advised um, by a friend of mine who was a psychologist to give it some time. So mm. I didn't go immediately, immediately off, sure. after Charlene had died. It was about a year afterwards, and then we went for play therapy, um, yes. okay. a few sessions. Um, and the feedback was was positive from the from the therapist saying that look the girls are are fine in inverted commas considering mm. the circumstances. I love how that becomes a descriptive word when you when you can't go anywhere else, right? Things are fine. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh dear. Yes, I know. Um, I mean, <laughs> the and girls are fine. That's an awful word. I know. Um, because my daughter says that to me, by the way, it doesn't say anything. Yes, you know, it's it's like when you get home. How was your day? Good. Now, what is good? What is good? <laughs> <laughs> Give me more. Um, who pa who packs snack bags? I do. You do? Yeah. How do you do? You know what to put in them? 
I get advised every now and again about, really? about what they want and what they do. Okay, don't. so the girls tell you what they want. Yeah. Um, they let me know if they don't like what, <laughs> what I pack. Do you, do you shop online or do you go to the shops? No, I go to the shops. Do people stop you? Because you're famous. Hey? Do people go, oh, we, rec- <laughs> we recognize that voice. Isn't this the voice of, don't, don't they stop you and, and you think, actually, well, I just want to be alone? I don't go into the shop speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Okay, now I'm getting advice here. I have had one or two, Ilana. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, but it's nice. It's sweet. And And this thing about being single, I mean, Benito... What d- don't women throw themselves at you at this stage? Benito, Benito is he he could be um an Ibiza DJ. Oh no. With a all you need is a hat. Okay. Yeah. You're good looking, so I'm I'm assuming that the girls have already approached. No? Man He's looking the other way. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know if I want to answer this. <laughs> Would you get married again? Um, the way I feel at the moment is not something I'm looking for. Mm. Um, what are you looking for? Sure. Like if there's one dream or goal, I mean, you just told me about, about realigning them or finding, finding new goals. If there's one thing, and even if it's a dream for your girls and, and your stepsons, that you would want, even if it's if it's unnatural or you think it's unachievable, what would that one thing be? For 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 them. For your family, yeah. Yeah, to look back at their life without any regret, I think. Um, and how one achieves that, I don't know. Um, because there's often disappointments and there's often mm. um, life has disappointments. Yes. Um, and it can be a struggle at times. Um that being said, um, I wouldn't want them to to look back on anything with with any regret. Um, in terms of what they want to do, career wise or, or with their lives, I'm all for it. Whether it's being a, a doctor, as Jessica has told me, or um, Sophia says she wants to do, um, be a teacher. It's as long as whatever they want to pursue is what they what drives their passion, then they'll have my support. What do you want for yourself? To get out of limbo. Limbo? Yeah. Explain limbo to me. Um, it's almost like between two worlds. Mm. So um, I'm not quite at the position where um, I'm whole again. Mm. There are bits of me that are, are coming back. Mm. But I'm not quite whole again. Getting there, I'm a lot better than than what I was before. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to be out of limbo. You know, you know what's exciting just listening to you, and you know how we spoke about the word "fine" not being that descriptive, or even the word "good." So, use exciting the way you interpret it. You can name your feelings, and that's what's encouraging. You know, often when something happens to you, you're too scared to say, I am scared. Or you are too scared to use the word, I'm in limbo. And that's why I wanted your definition of what it actually means. Mm. And I think, even just chatting about your girls, I think you've come a long way and it's early days. No, it is. It is early days. Um, 
but it's not easy mm-hmm. and it's 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 difficult you some days are good some days you feel that you're on top of the world and you can and you can do this other days you're just like why am i doing this on my own mm-hmm. um and you become frustrated and and scared mm-hmm. um and then you have those moments um where it could be a phrase that you hear or maybe a riff in a song or, or something but whatever triggers off a memory brings old feelings back brings the hurt back or brings the loss of of Charlene back and um and that's when you re- you realize when those sort of things can do that to you that you you're not although you've been doing things and you've been moving forward um there's still a lot of work to do There's moms listening, there's dads listening, there's single dads listening. There's chicks listening who are not sure whether they want to do the baby thing. There's moms who just have their babies and we want to support them too. I'm one of those moms who didn't have a lot of people around me when when I just had my kids. What what do you want to say to them? If you could you're a dad of four, you're a single dad. Sure. You're a single dad whose partner has passed on. with four children two of them are your step sons what do you want to say to anybody who's listening right now the way you're describing it i'm like oh my word <laughs> <laughs> you make it what did um what did the girls tell me the other day they got this expression at school um from a minnow to a to a whale or something um making small things big mm. and all of that um to the to the undecided moms to be um to have children mm. i don't say don't have um if you and your partner feel that this is a step that you would like to explore together um as scary as it can be at there is the exact opposite of that coin as well so it can be extremely extremely fulfilling and rewarding um um an adventurous as well such an adventure i love the word adventure um and it, it parenting is in one sense because there's no manual yes you have the benefit of of your frame of reference or whatever that is your your own parents or um books that you read or um but essentially when you do it you cre- you creating that own manual and i think that's as quite magical if you if you fortunate enough to to do it with somebody um i wouldn't say do it on your own unless you're very determined that this is what you want to do mm. because it's something that you need a lot of support with um for single dads who are in a position similar to mine um the sun does rise <laughs> the sun does rise the sun does rise mm. um and you'll feel it probably doesn't for a long time um but that's okay um give yourself that space because you also need that space to to recognize within yourself that the sun does rise mm. um but only you have to take those steps towards that um and along that way um i would advise to as much as as you can and as 
probably as painful as it is to to be open with yourself and with those around you who are there to support and and, and care for you. Um, I think what I've learned in in this last almost two years is that um, communication and and honest communication is is so beneficial um, and can really sustain you. I'm nodding my head through this. This is powerful. Can really sustain you yeah. through through a difficult yeah. time. Um, and I think also the more you you speak and the more you express yourself, um, doesn't lighten the load. Um, Not always. Um, no. Um, but it gives you strength mm. because you're able to speak about it and you're able to voice your 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 fears or your emotions around it. Um, and that's important because you need that strength. Um, the minute you try and ignore it or uh, leave it for tomorrow, it will catch up. And these emotions are funny things. <laughs> they can be dormant for years, mm. um, but they, they're not ever going to go away unless we face it, recognize it, and then somehow um, deal with it. The last time I saw your wife, you were standing next to each other and I said bye-bye to you. And I realized that there's a lady next to you and it was the first time I met her. And I said, bye, Benito. And, and I looked at her and I said, bye-bye, good to meet you. And I gave her a big hug. And, and I ran out the door because you were standing right at the door when I met her. And you know when you're in the way of someone, they all just want you to pass by, you know, they <laughs> kind of want you to get out of the way. So it was a quick hello and a quick goodbye. And, and that's the picture I have in my mind every time you speak about your wife that has passed on. I'm sure that there's a lot that you still want to say to her, especially when you experience life or these goals that you're talking about or even the girls or you see them grow up or celebrate birthdays and you're wondering, you're perhaps wondering, I wonder what it would have been like if she was here. If there's anything that you could say to your wife that has passed on, whether it's something about this week or it's it's something that you forgot to tell her back then, what's the one thing that you would want her to, to know right now? <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to ask me that because um, the last month or so it's been quite difficult in that in that in that regard because I've I've been quite angry, um, and a lot of the time I've been in quiet moments with difficulties at the home. Just and dif by difficulties, I'm just saying just the normal day to day, day to day domestic. It yeah. just becomes a juggle, a juggle, and sometimes you don't want to, you don't feel like doing it, but there's little choice. Um. So I was, I was just finding myself really being angry at like a bit of a pity party. How can you leave mm. at this particular stage? And the girls are at such a critical age as well. So angry, angry at her. Um, um, angry at life for, for, for dealing this... Um, A little guilty 
about feeling that way. Mm. Um, but I also recognize that I have to. It's not all sunshine because you do have anger at being left behind. Um, and there are times when you just say, oh, I wish I could be with you again, but that's not going to solve anything. Um, and there's also the girls to consider. Um, but to get back to your question, <laughs> mm-hmm. if I could tell her two things. Um, firstly, that, that, I, that I love her and um, I hope she knows that I still do. Um, but also, damn, it's been hard since you've left. Um, and um, there are times that I'm very angry with you about that. Um, but um, I don't blame blame you or don't blame her for what for what has happened. Is she still around your house? Like, do you do you have some of her things around the house still? Yes, um, there's a picture on the the piano. Um, so there's a, but even with art, those kind of things, there's still the presence. Mm. Um, and that presence is also kept alive by her sons and, and, and the girls. Um, the girls have, I've given away a lot of her clothes and that I only managed to do a few months ago, in fact. Right. Um, but the girls have got one or two of their items, which they one of their favorite dresses and oh. favorite handbags. So they've got all of all of that stuff. So yeah, there is a there is a presence. And of course pictures and albums and those things. Where's your wedding ring? In my drawer at home, in my desk. Mm. I took it off when we were married already. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> and it wasn't for any oh, other and it wasn't for any other reason. Um, I um, I needed to get it adjusted somehow. And you never did. <laughs> and I never did. Can you believe it? Um, <laughs> and funnily enough, I've got it in this box um, together with her jewelry. Bless. Her wedding rings and some of her favorite items, necklaces and earrings and stuff. So, so it's a little memento box now. <laughs> <laughs> Benito Vigatini, I I think you're extremely brave. I think that even though we all have a lot to learn in life as humans, I think you've come a long way. It's funny, I said to Benito, because we Benito and I have known each other for a very long time. And earlier I said, I'm no psychologist. I just I just enjoy people and their stories. And I wanna let everyone, and especially my girls, and all my children know that that life is fun, but it's also got a lot of responsibility and and that it's real. Yeah. I love the real. Because mm. real you can't mess around with real. It also amplifies the fun. Yeah, you have yeah. to have the real. Yeah. To really feel that laughter when it happens. Being a father means that you have to think fast and on your feet. It means that everyone, especially your girls, are expecting you to be the wise. 
and to be the brave and sometimes tender and always willing. Yes. I'm thinking of those lunchboxes. Yes. <laughs> and then you have to still sit down and pretend that it's all a tea party. Yes. Benito Vergatini, I think you're doing just fine. Thank you, Ilana. we are so happy that you are part of our Baby Brunch podcast series. Um, ordinary people doing extraordinary things. We think you're extraordinary. Thank you. I think you are. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for your time. No, it's a pleasure. I'm, um, as I told you, I'm more than willing to to be a part of it. And if our discussion in any way can assist somebody, spark a thought, um, you know, I'm, I'm just happy to play a, a small role in that way. If you want to listen to more of our podcasts, they live right now, babybrunch.co.za. This podcast is sponsored by EO Works, the proud owner of Baby Brunch, the event, and also other fun and meaningful events. I'm going to make you coffee now, okay? Lovely. Either that or champagne. Come. <laughs> too early for champagne. <laughs> Never too early for champagne. <laughs>